0: Week ago, yesterday, I was in this uh, room with several of you, and I spoke to the graduating class at baccalaureate right here. Some of you were here. And that night, I spoke on Psalm 23 The Lord is my shepherd. I talked about how important it was to know that God is holding on to you, that God is your shepherd. And one of the things I said that night was that in your life everyone gets one very bad day you don't know when it comes and you may be young when it comes you may be old and you don't know what it will bring whether that one very bad day will bring sickness of a friend or or of yourself or a family member or whether that bad day is going to bring a tragedy of another sort. But the things that you do now, the things that you do today will affect how you handle that one very bad day. November 2nd, 1999 was one of my very bad days. A phone call came to me that morning that my brother had shot himself. And I was suddenly, instantly numb. And in that moment, I couldn't think. I couldn't feel. I didn't know what to say. I was at work just outside of, of Terre Haute. And I got up, I gathered my things, and I just walked out of the building and left. Didn't say a word to anyone. And the next few days were a blur as we sat at the hospital and watched as life drained away. Death was certain, but nobody had told his body that yet. So we watched and we waited and we wondered and wondered with my sisters, which breath would be the last. Everybody gets one really bad day. And the things you hold on to today are where you will draw your strength from when that day comes. In that moment, when when death was so certain, when it was undeniable, there were a lot of things in my mind, there were a lot of things in my heart. Not all of them were good. Not all of them were holy. But in the midst of it all, there was one Scripture that that kept coming back to me, and, and I've held on to that Scripture ever since. And it's just a little verse in Psalm 90, verse 12, that simply says, "'Teach us to number our days.'" so with that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And I have to tell you, as I stand here today, I don't have a lot of answers. I don't have a lot of answers in this situation. And even if I had them in the midst of grief, we can't process answers. And so I want to share this Scripture with you as something that I held on to. And maybe it'll help you find something to hold on to also, because there are moments in life that are bigger than us, and when those moments hit we have a big god and we can stand with him the scripture speaks to us about how we measure our days and one thing that we have to understand is that we need to give thanks for every day that god gives us psalm 90 is a is a prayer of moses and and it comes to us from his heart. moses was a man who saw a lot of trouble in his time He was born into slavery. He grew up in the home of a king. He ran for his life after he had committed murder. And then he led his people, Israel, in good times, and he led them also in bad times. He knew loss. He knew pain. He knew trouble. And he knew what it was like to be on a mountaintop, but he also knew what it was like to be in a pit of despair. Verse 14 of Psalm 90 says, Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love that we may rejoice and be glad all of our days and it's a great reminder for us are we thankful for the good days do we give thanks to god for the good days that he gives us are we truly thankful for his blessings it's a reminder that that god's love is there every day every morning his blessings are new as we see that love in each individual day it, it results in thanksgiving sometimes it results in singing it rejoices. it, it results in, in being glad and rejoicing it reminds us of what jesus taught us that when we're faithful in the small things, the faithful in the good days, that we can also be faithful in the big things. And today, we are experiencing the grief and loss that came from one very bad day. But what you're mourning is not the one bad day. You're mourning the loss of all of the good days. You're mourning the loss of all of the good times. Austin would greet you with that smile on his face. You're missing the way that he, he played hard, the way he had fun. His, uh, his Austin-isms that I have heard many of, or were they Bama-isms? I don't know what you called it. dad gummit You know, there are churches in our country where I would be run off if I said dad gummit from the pulpit. <laughs> Sink it right down the honey. The honey hole. And you're mourning those things. You're mourning the things that you will miss for the rest of your lives. But rather than just be sad for what you miss, be thankful for what you enjoy. Be thankful for what you had. Looking at this psalm, I would also encourage you to learn to see things from God's perspective. Verse 4 of this psalm is, what's, is where we get those, uh, those words we've heard before. For a thousand years in your sight... Are but as yesterday when it is past, or as a watch in the night. A thousand years are like a day in God's eyes. I remember talking with a man who was a truck driver, and he was training to be a truck driver. Some of you are still training just to be drivers. He was training to be a truck driver. And he told me the most important thing that he learned in training was they teach you to drive a mile ahead. So you are always looking a mile ahead, a mile down the road at what's in the road, a mile ahead, and you're getting prepared for that. It gives you a new perspective on driving. You look at the turns in the road ahead. You look at the traffic. You look at the distractions. You see the problems that are on the side of the road. One mile ahead, you are preparing for what is coming. That's an amazing perspective, not just on the road, but also on, on the road of life. Too often we don't look ahead at the troubles that inevitably will come. We ignore the twists, we ignore the turns, and we are blind to the dangers that are coming our way. And sometimes we are blind to the dangers that we are bringing upon ourselves. So we never prepare and we're never ready. And when when we get to that point a mile on down the road, it's all the more catastrophic when we're not ready for it. It's all the more damaging because we never took time to prepare And so Moses calls us to gain wisdom from God's perspective. A thousand years are like a day. It's called to see the big picture. Something larger than us is happening. Something larger than that one moment that seems so overwhelming. And that if we allow that one moment to impact our whole lives, we miss out on something greater. We miss out on a plan that God has for our entire lives. And one other thing that I would remind you of from this passage, and that is simply this. Use the time that you are given to its full potential. Moses takes a look at the life we're given, and he has these words to say. In verse 10, he says, the years of our lives are 70, or even by reason of strength, 80. Yet their span is but toil and trouble, and they are soon gone, and we fly away. I think about those words. Here we are in the springtime, and we've just seen the flowers starting to bloom and we see the beauty that's around us I always think about those words in the fall though I I love that moment in the fall when the leaves have changed and we get all those vibrant yellows and the reds and the oranges and everything's changing and and you, you go for a drive and you see all that beauty around you and what hits me every fall I hope some of you younger ones hear this if I live to be 80 I only get to see that 80 times. That's all. And how easy is it for me to say, we should take a drive and go look at the leaves. We'll do it some other time. We should take a drive and spend time with our family, spend time with our friends. We'll do it some other time instead. Our days are numbered. And we don't know how many we've got. 70? 80? 17? None of us know. Moses gives us the reminder not to waste our days, to spend them on things that matter. I think that means that we need to spend them on each other. There are always questions. You will always wonder, could I have said something different? Could I have done something different to, to make a difference? And, I, and I've asked that question about my brother. I've asked that question about others that I've known. But the reality is, probably not, because when a person is going through depression, they only hear what they are capable of hearing they only hear what they're telling themselves but i as i've watched you guys as i've watched this community come together over the the last few days as i've seen the support as i've seen the encouragement and really as i've seen the way you have blessed each other students and adults alike showing that kind of support you're doing the right thing you guys have been doing wonderful things talking to Jim this week. And he wanted me to share these words with you. And this is an important lesson. These are the words of Tony Dungy, who was the coach for the Indianapolis Colts. Tony Dungy spoke these words at the funeral of his 18-year-old son who had taken his own life. He said, parents, hug your kids every chance you get. Tell them you love them every chance you get because you don't know when it's going to be your last time. And as a parent, I would say in response, kids, hug your parents every chance you get. Your friends need that as well. No one should ever wonder if they are loved. Can we just make a commitment that no one in our lives should ever wonder whether or not they are loved you may not be able to prevent something like this from happening but you can make a difference so many people you can bless so many people you can encourage and that is so important verse 12 teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom you see the promise there is not that every day is going to go well the promise there isn't that that we'll have no stress that we'll have no trouble but that over all of those things that come our way, we will get a heart of wisdom, a heart that knows that God is in control and that bows to that reality, a heart that trusts in Him to see us through any trouble. Some of you would be familiar with the name Rick Warren. Rick Warren is the pastor of the Saddleback Church in California, one of the largest churches in our country. He is the author of of many books, including... One of the bestsellers of all times called The Purpose Driven Life. And Rick Warren is a very encouraging man. He is a very successful man. He is a man who has been given every blessing that you can imagine. And last year, Rick Warren's 27-year-old son, Matthew, after a lifelong battle with depression, took his own life. And these were Rick Warren's words. For us, after that experience, Rick Warren said Don't waste your pain. Let God heal it, recycle it, utilize it, and use it to bless other people. Use your pain as a model for your message and a witness to the world. But to touch others, you need to be honest. Honest with God, honest with yourselves and with others, and you need to be vulnerable. And this is, this is the most striking thing he said. The world is less impressed with how we handle success than how we deal with suffering and adversity. I could tell you about all the awards I've received, but when I tell you authentically about what I have been through with my son's battle with mental illness for 27 years, that gets your attention. I trust in a God who is bigger than the number of our days. I trust in a God who is bigger than the grief that we are experiencing right now. I trust in a God who is bigger than suicide. A God who will take this tragedy that came from one very bad day, one very bad decision, and will do something with it. But My question for you today is, Is that the God that you know? Do you know that God? Do you really know Him? Is that the hope that you have? Do you have hope in a God that can take the grief that you're experiencing today, who can take your sufferings and make something beautiful out of it? That's what my God does. That's what His amazing grace does. That's how He breaks those chains and sets us free. And my prayer for you, is that you know him before your really bad day. Let's pray. Lord, teach us to number our days. We don't know how many there are. We don't know how many more you will give us. We don't know what kind of challenges or blessings those days will bring. Father, right now, we are very aware of this day. And I pray that this day would not be one that was lived in vain. This day would not be one that was simply consumed by grief, but a day when we chose to move forward, when we chose action, when we chose love. A day when we committed that no one in our lives should ever wonder whether or not they're loved. No one should ever feel completely alone. Lord, we can't stop depression. We can't change everything lord we might be able to make a difference lord we pray for comfort we pray for peace please pray for your presence in the days that follow lord remind us constantly that you are there we pray for that heart of wisdom that we will gain from days like today and that tomorrow we will know how to react tomorrow we will know what to do lord we seek your peace and we thank you for Austin. And thank you that not only have we come together to grieve, but Lord, we have shared stories that have made us laugh and made us remember a life that was well-lived, as short as it was. We love you, Father, and we thank you for this day. It's in Jesus' name we pray.